0: Hello, welcome back. Yes, I remember you. You were here just last week. No, no, come on in, please. I'm glad you decided to come back to see us. I can tell things aren't going quite as well as we had hoped. No, it's completely fine. Don't apologize. It happens. That's why we're here. Let me just take a peek at the calendar. The conversationalist you met with last week is here today. If you give me just a moment, I can clear his schedule, and you can see him right now. Would that be alright? No, no, it's no trouble at all. Yeah, just go ahead and have a seat, and I'll let him know that you're here. Would you like something to drink while you're waiting? Okay, it's all right over there if you change your mind. He'll be ready for you as soon as he can.
1: Oh my goodness, you're back. No, 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 calm down. No, 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 come in. No, please. No, it's all right, come here. I, no, I've got some tissues right here. Right here. Here's a tissue. No, no, no. Don't be upset. Come in. Oh, no, no. Whoever told you that, stop. No, there's always going to be setbacks. When you suffer from these kind of illnesses, and they're true illnesses, these are not made up in your mind. You're really having some problems. You need counseling. You need therapy. You need In some cases, proper medication and medical supervision. This isn't some little thing. It's not frivolous and you're not silly and you're not stupid. Everyone has setbacks. If you're having a setback with your mental illness, with your anxiety and your depression, the last thing you need to do is to dummy up. You did exactly the right thing. No, I'm not agreeing with you. You're not dumb. Your prescription has multiple conversations on it. And just because we talked about this last week doesn't mean there can't be a setback this week. This doesn't make you less than. That's the problem. You think because you have this problem, you're less than? You don't deserve the treatment you need? Okay, sorry, let's stop. Sit down. Sit down right there. Let me sit down too. Okay? I feel like I'm not approaching you the right way. Are you taking your current medications that your doctor prescribed? Okay. Have you seen your therapist or your counselor? Okay. All right. Now, has your family been made aware of all the changes in the medication and and the different things you're trying to do here and accomplish? All right. You've made those in your life that are significant enough that they need to know. Friends and family. Okay. All right. And they're concerned too, right? Okay. Now, the reason I'm trying to change things up is you need to calm down. I just want to assure you, that having a setback is not the end of the world and it doesn't qualify you as a bad person good and bad really don't play into this people have <clears throat> they have psychosis from traumatic events that have happened to them in their lives they have genetic disorders that they can't possibly avoid and they have physical problems in the pathways of their brain or their body that make them prone to these illnesses. And they are illnesses. Some people have low, they have a lower immunity. They they have to be careful how they act in public and, and, and interact with society because they catch colds quicker than the rest of us. You can't see that. You can't see that disease. Are you going to say those people are inferior because they have some physical weakness like that, no, no, you wouldn't do that. You, 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 cancer patients have to be careful. They, they, they could catch colds and stuff because their immunity's lower at the time of their treatments. So they have to avoid certain things. We don't We don't vilify and treat cancer patients as less than. and you, you can't see these illnesses. See, it's easy when you can see a broken arm on a kid. And you go, oh my gosh, that poor little kid broke his arm. And you can relate to it. But when it's inside someone's head, when their body isn't working right with their mind, okay? When things are out of whack like that, we immediately, you know, they, you, you, you demonize yourself, my friend. And there's no good and evil in this. You're just the one who has the illness you're the one who drew the short straw and it's up to us society and the medical profession is out there to help you make yourself feel more normal and more at home and more of a complete person if this stops you from living the life that you deserve and you need to function, to to live the full life you want, we've got to make changes. We've got to get this straightened out. And sitting here saying you had a, a, a drawback or a shortcoming or, or you backslid, you screwed up last week. You're a loser. You're a, you're a dummy. You're stupid. All of these things are not helpful. One. You are not less than the next person. And I know a lot of people like to say, you know, these little attitudes, these little opinions of mine in these little conversations. But I'm correct. Just because a person has something that makes them different than all the rest, whether it be a physical or a mental or a spiritual thing that separates them from the crowd around them, it doesn't make someone less than another human being. In fact, people who treat you that way, they are making themselves less than. They're not giving themselves an opportunity to learn about your illness, and they're not giving themselves a chance to help you if we can alleviate the symptoms, if we can alleviate the problems that keep causing you to have these sh- these issues, if we can educate people around you to help you, then we can accomplish these goals of you finishing your treatment, um, improving your mental health, your physical health, and, and improving your life. There are many people out there with severe illnesses that you would not even know because they have chosen not to be defined by this illness. Just like I keep telling you, are you taking your meds? Mm-hmm. Are you telling the people around you the changes in your schedules and your the changes in your um, treatment? Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, are you seeing your therapist? Are you seeing your counselor? Are you seeing your caseworker? All these things matter. You know, when somebody gets out of prison, they have to see their uh, parole officer for a while. They do. They go to the parole officer's office and they sit there and they have to make an appearance and they have to make sure that everything's right. The whole idea is society has chosen to try to help people. Who have made mistakes in their life. Not repeat them. Help them. Teach them. Show them there's another way. You know, people make mistakes. I made a horrible mistake myself on... uh, Yes, I did. I um, I went to the movies. Got a little frog in my throat. Excuse me. I went to the movies... And I bit down on a popcorn kernel and I broke a, um, a cracked, like a filling in my molar. And I thought, well, it's not really hurting. I'll let it go. I can wait. And now I've got a sore tooth Now I've got an uh, ache in my mouth and this tooth is killing me. I've got a toothache. And now I call the doctor. The dentist, I mean, and I can't get in until next week. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to deal with this for like seven to ten days. And it was stupid. I should have called immediately. I should have set up an appointment immediately. I shouldn't have waited. I shouldn't have messed around with it. You know, I had a cleaning and a, a dentist appointment coming up in, a, you know, like a month or so. And I'll just, I'll just deal with it when I go to my cleaning. That was a horrible mistake. I'm not stupid for doing it. It's not the smartest thing in the world, but I'm not an evil person for doing it. I may not be the, It might not have been the smartest decision. Thinking, well, I can wait till I go to see the dentist here and for my uh, biannual cleaning. You know, we all do these things, but it doesn't make me evil. I'm talking about myself, not how my actions affected others. But what I'm saying is, you're sitting here saying, you know, I screwed up. I had a a horrible setback. I'm just such a loser. I'm such a a dummy. I'm just such a jerk. I'm, I'm the most horrible person in the whole world. No, you're not. No, you're not. Take all the blame game out. And let's start talking about the facts. The facts are you tried a new Um, regimen of medicine, or you've tried a new therapist. Uh, The counselor you're seeing is is new and it's not working out. The therapist, it's not working out. The medication doesn't seem to be agreeing with you. It's not working out. Or there's been a life change, job change, uh, somebody moved away, a friend, a family member. Something's changed. And now everything seems discombobulated and confused and open to um, opinion. And everybody wants to know why you are not uh, fixing all this. They want to know why you are the one screwing everything up. And you know, it takes two to tango. The doctor gave you the medication. Your job was to make sure you stay on it. Make sure you do what the doctor said. And if it's not working properly, you have to have everything recorded and you have to go in and see the doctor and let him know it's not, you're not feeling well. It's not working with you. It doesn't agree with your bio, biology. It's a two way street. It takes two to tango. The doctor is not a magician. He's just a trained medical professional and they do maybe not make mistakes, but they try different drug interactions because they've been told this works, that works, this works. The problem is not every human being is the same. Some people might get wonderful results from certain medications and then terrible or even allergic reactions to other medications. My own personal thing is um, I have to be very careful what kind of painkillers doctors give me because I have really adverse reactions to some of them. So I sometimes choose to not take a pain medication and just deal with the pain, which is not a good solution either. But it does, you know, help you understand that I have to be careful of the medications I take. I have some allergies to certain medications, and people in my family have been known to have allergic reactions to certain things. And it's not all the same. Everybody's different. And I I think that's something you really got to stress when you deal with things like this is um, not everyone is the same and not everybody is going to react the same. So you've got to definitely take care of yourself and make sure um, every time I take this, I, I have this reaction. It's a symptom. It's a, a side effect of the medication. And the doctor told me to watch for those things. And you have to record these things. And then when you go back to see your doctor, especially if it can't wait, like I'm having a a side effect from this medication and it's not working, you need to see the doctor right away. You can't wait. You know, you can't put it off. And I think that's very important that people um, recognize these things in themselves. I've seen it too often. And what happens is, is if you don't take the time to recognize these things in yourself, The doctor can't help you. If you just keep going back to the doctor telling him it's good, it's good, everything's good, and not being honest about your situation, they can't help. And sometimes non-medical reasons are the problem, like family, friends, jobs, you know, moving, changing locations, even, like, say you go to church. And the church you like going to is um, too far. And you can't make it anymore. So you change to a newer church. That can set up different um, anxieties and problems with you and make you uncomfortable. And it's something you might want to make your doctor or your therapist aware of that you've done something major. You know, something like religion, a friend, some huge cultural change, uh, job change. You know, I just started a new job. You know, I'm doing well, but I get anxious about, you know, doing a proper my work properly and I hope I'm learning fast enough and I don't want people to think, you know, that I'm not, um, uh, uh, learning quickly enough, you know, and uh, I'm trying to show up on time and, uh, you know, I trying to make friends at work is another thing that can be very stressful, hoping that everybody gets along with you. And you've got to make those that, uh, the professionals in your life and your family, especially know, About these changes you know if you just keep saying everything's good I'm good I'm good and then this happens a setback and everybody's like well you were fine last week when did this happen now because we met last week and because I see your reactions today I know why you're here you're here because you need more reassurance The platitudes and the pat on the back and the kind words helped. But you needed these things reinforced. Just hearing them once isn't enough. You need to hear that positive voice telling you, you're not necessarily the problem here. You have a problem problem. It's a medical concern. It's a medical illness. But you're not a bad person because of it. You're not evil because of it. You're not the enemy here. You are the person being treated and you are the person who needs help. You need our attention and you need our devout Concern and sympathies right now. You didn't come here to get mocked and made fun of. You came here for reassurance. You came here to hear what I'm saying right now. Yes, you had an outburst. Yes, you had a bad day. Yes, things didn't go your way and you're having a horrible setback. But you are not inherently evil for it. Don't apply these morals to yourself when it comes to illness. No more than the cancer patient. Oh, you're evil. That's why you can't. No, they don't get cancer because they're evil. People get cancer because their bodies have some anomaly in them that make cancer cells start to grow. can't go around telling people that they'll never get well they'll never get better illnesses and germ theory are science and these things come out of our studies of the human physiology and just as we've made progress especially in the last few years on mental health issues we've learned these are illnesses just the same as physical illnesses like broken arms and broken legs and we've got to treat the patient, fix the symptoms, get the pain to go away, and help them lead a better and healthier life. They need a healthy environment and a healthy life to go with it. Let me touch on something real quick. Do you, did you see the movie The Joker? I think everybody in the United States has seen it at this point. I don't think I'm going to spoil it for anyone, but I want to draw something from it. Do you remember when the Joker, just to keep it simple, was going to his caseworker and he was looking for medication and she said, there's no more funds, you're being left behind basically, Um, she's not going to be able to visit with him anymore, no more medication, you're on your own, Um, just live with it, just do the best you can, and her job was probably ending so she wasn't real happy either, so she wasn't real concerned about his issues. I, I think that happens a lot in life. People don't realize what they're saying to you. They don't realize they're saying something that you're going to take to heart and it's really going to hurt you. It's going to get inside your head that you're bad or evil or rotten or a loser or, or diseased or sick. And we've got to get that out we've got to get you to quit thinking that way when a child falls and breaks his arm he didn't break his arm because he's bad or he's rotten or he's an idiot he broke his arm because he had an accident when two cars crash you have an accident when people get hurt they have an accident if you have a traumatic event that happens to you that was caused by another human being it was being careless or reckless, and this their actions caused you to have you know an adverse reaction to the events and causes an illness with you. We need to find out what was the cause of the illness, whether it's physical or mental. you know Sometimes there's physical things that cause these errors, and we've got to fix them. And a lot of this can be fixed through diet, medication, um, better environment, uh, living conditions, um, sleep patterns. You know, getting enough sleep helps immensely. Getting enough rest, not overstimulating ourselves. All these things go into having a healthier and a happier life. You know, I understand what you're saying. And I'm glad you came back. (laughs) Well, whoever said that to you, they really were not a nice person saying that. There's enough people out there telling children all the way up to adults that they're worthless, ungrateful, that they're not worthy, that they're not appreciated. Today I'm telling you one more time. You're none of those things. You're a person who needs help. You're a person who had a terrible setback. You're very troubled and upset by it. And you need our help and our concern. And you have my full undivided attention And I'm very concerned for you. And it's not shallow and it's not hollow. Too many times we leave those around us behind. And I'm not leaving you behind. I want to see you improve. And I keep telling you, and I'm going to tell you over and over again until you get sick and tired of hearing it. You're worth fighting for. I don't give up on myself. I think I'm worth fighting for. I think my family is too. And I always stick up for my friends. We're all alike in many ways, and in other ways, we're all different. That's the dichotomy of being a human being. We're all alike in many ways. But each one of us is unique and different in our own way. And we need to cherish that. There's no one quite like you on this planet. Never has, never will be. You're unique, different. You're kind of cool. You're funny and you're sad. And you have a decent life. And you deserve a good life. And I think too many times we forget that. You deserve a good life just as much as I do. And just as much as everyone else does. But not at the expense of others. And people who would chastise you and make you feel less than need to stop it. They need to give it a break. And they need to give you a chance to let the things that you're doing in life, through professional help, take its, you know, course. They need to see where the medication goes. They need to see how you are in your environment. They need to follow through with therapy and the therapist and see that there's progress being made. And those around you could be sympathetic. There's nothing wrong with being kind. It's free, you know, to be kind to someone. It's free to be nice. It doesn't take any money out of your pocket to just say hello to someone and open a door or help someone up. It doesn't cost you a dime. It doesn't make you righteous either. It makes you a good person. And it's a lot better than the alternative, pushing people down, telling people get a job, making them feel guilty. Do you really think you're accomplishing anything right in life when you hurt people like that? And we've all done it. We've all seen it. We've all done it. Not thinking, said and done things that were just ridiculous, That probably didn't help the situation one bit. Sometimes we do it for laughs and for fun, but there's always somebody at the other end of that uh, paying the price, isn't there? And we kind of need to learn to uh, be better stewards of what we have. And it's not that hard to be a good human. It really isn't. It's nothing that hard about it. Just be kind. Be nice. I'm going to leave you now. I think you're alright. I think you're better than when you came in here. You seem a lot calmer. Can I ask you specifically what happened? I'd I'd like to know before you go. Do you mind telling me? Cal, I'll listen. I just want to listen. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. Okay. You know that wasn't right, right? You know what happened was completely bad, right? All, all the way around wrong. Both what they did and then your reaction and then their following reaction to your actions. All of that didn't help the situation one bit, right? Okay. Now, we've talked about this. Are those people... Evil or just misunderstanding and not knowledgeable of the situation? Okay. All right. And are you evil? Are you bad because you reacted poorly to their actions? Or were you frustrated and had an outburst? And you know it was wrong, right? Okay. All right. What we're going to try this week is you're going to go back and you're going to try to explain why you had the outburst. You don't have to tell them everything. You don't have to tell them very much of anything at all. What you have to tell them is you've lost your temper. You feel terrible about it. And you hope that you never do it again. And you're going to work to never do it again. You're going to try to really get to know everyone and, and be a better friend. Okay? Okay. They've already forgiven you. Okay. So, see, that's a good start. But what I want you to do is I want you to take it one tiny little step further. I just want you to say, hey, you know, last week when I had those, that we had that little issue and, you know, kind of, you know, I know it's over with and we're all friends again, but what I want to do is I want to let you know you're not disclosing anything personal. You're just telling them your feelings and that's okay. and Maybe that will help that, you know, you've really reacted poorly to it the situation and you really think you could have uh, acted a little differently and you were glad that everybody was forgiving and put it behind you, but you're hoping that in the future that doesn't happen. We can avoid those situations because it's hard for you. Just, just let them know that it's difficult for you in those situations. And I think they'll understand. And I think that they will try harder. And if they ask questions, say, well, You know, I know I need to work on it, and I am working on it. Let them know you're working on it. You want to be a better person. You have to tell them everything. You know, you can keep a lot of this under your wraps so that you don't have everybody feeling like they have to be judgmental and make a judgment on it. But you can discuss your feelings and still feel good about yourself and maybe get the message across that way. Try it anyway, okay? All right, good. Well, I'm glad you came. I am. Well, if you need to see me next week, if we need to do this again, we do it again. And that's the point of all this. I put a message out there. I had a conversation with you. There there was an issue. Something happened. There was a setback. You came back. Did I quit? Did you quit? No, you came back. You didn't quit. It takes two to tango. Remember that? And you did come back. And I was here waiting for you. And we're going to keep working on this. I'm not giving up on you, and you're not giving up on you. Right? okay well until I see you again you have a most blessed day okay I'm really worried about you (laughs) I really am but I know you're on the right path and that's what matters keep it going you can do it you can do it okay
2: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Hoyo. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardorheo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels,
0: thank you.